0: On today's episode of the Keto Camp podcast, we bring on the Non-Toxic Dad, Warren Phillips.
1: If I was watching this, I'd be like, "Oh, Warren was Cleaning up hazardous waste. His mom had, you know, 14 amalgam fillings. He has the these weak genetics. You know, that's not me. I'm robust. My mom had no amalgam filling. She lived 120, right? But the reality is the amount of exposure that I got on the job is far less than we're getting in our homes, that we're getting in our water, that we're getting in these medications, and all these other things that are polluting us.
0: Hey, Keto Camper Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp podcast. Thank you so much for pressing play today. Today we bring on my good friend and my mentor, the Non Toxic Dad. Chances are you've seen his Instagram videos; they've gone viral. Warren Phillips, and Warren's going to take a deep dive into environmental toxins and how to remove toxins from your lifestyle and what they do to disrupt health. Warren shares his backstory. He pursued a degree in environmental science, and he got really sick. And he came across Dr. Daniel Pompa, my personal mentor, the GOAT. And Dr. Pompa changed his life, saved his life. Warren's mom had 14 amalgam fillings, which was passed on to him as a baby, and it got stored in his brains, his organs, his tissues, and it disrupted his health. And soon after he recovered his health, he took a deep dive into environmental toxins and what they are doing to disrupt our health, our society. So we'll get into that backstory. We'll definitely get into the conversation on silver amalgam fillings, why it's important to find the right dentist, how to do it the right way, etc. And then we get into how the non-toxic dad got started. He had this idea many, many years ago, but now he had enough free time to actually create social media platforms on this non-toxic dad persona. And he's blowing up. I mean, his videos are getting millions and hundreds of thousands of views on Instagram, and all the other social media platforms. We'll get into the relationship between heavy metals and toxicity, how to find them, identify them, why detox, real detox is critical. The Kerrygold Butter, Kerrygold Grass-Fed Butter Controversy. I don't know if you've seen that, but they, a legal company found out that the wrapping of the butter contained some toxins called PFAs. And there was a lawsuit and he talks about how there's companies that Try to get away with things and how Kerry Gold has cleaned up their mess and now they're clean. We'll talk about that. We get into a controversial topic about gas stoves versus electric stoves. And hey, it has nothing to do with politics. So let me just caveat that and say this has nothing to do with politics. But he had a lot of backlash when he posted the video. But he's going to make the case that gas stoves can cause asthma. Not that he's against gas stoves, there's a simple solution, which is open your windows, have some sort of ventilation process and so much more. These are some tips uh, and tricks to help you identify toxins and remove it. You're going to love Warren. He's so much fun. He has a heart of gold. You're also going to hear the story about how me and Warren met, how I joined Dr. Pompa's team. Pretty cool backstory. Uh, it happened in April of 2018 in Boca Raton, Florida. So we'll share that story. I am excited to bring him on. Before I do, I want to acknowledge today's Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a 5-star review and a damn good one from I Smith 6520 titled Best Podcast of 2023. Ben, I truly appreciate listening to your podcast. One can hear your passion and dedication to your job. Your interviews are informative and educational. I also really appreciate the frequency of the podcast. I drive a lot for work and this is prime hiking season in Arizona. So having a few podcasts per week is what gets me up and out the door. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I consider you my morning cup of coffee. I love that. You speak about vitamin G. Well, I'm grateful for you and your podcast. Every episode is a chance to learn something new at the ripe old age of 49. My brain is grateful to the new information that I learn. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you sincerely, Christina. Christina, thank you. I've got vitamin G for you. I appreciate that you appreciate the frequency of the keto camp podcast. I, I you know not a lot of podcasts are doing what we do. We release episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and sometimes even on Saturdays and in between that. We are just so committed. So if you drive a lot, this podcast is going to be your partner, your partner in crime ah uh, and good crime, by the way. <laughs> I love that you're listening. Thank you so much. Good job hiking in Arizona. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for taking the time to leave that rating and review. If you have not left the show at rating and review, please do so. And maybe I'll read yours on the next episode. Before we bring on Warren, I want to let you know that we just wrapped up an incredible seven-day keto challenge. It was just jam-packed. You talk about a PhD, a masterclass on human metabolism, and not just ketosis, but carnivore, LDL, cholesterol, lipids, diabetes, insulin resistance, A1C testing. like This was incredible. We had thousands of people join from all across the world. And we had a lot of requests from people to get the lifetime access to the video recording. So I'm sharing this because we have uploaded the full seven-day keto challenge and a bonus session with lifetime access to the video recordings, detailed professional notes. And you're going to get access to that at a very special price. There's seven sessions. Session one, is taking a deep dive into the history of keto, how ketones uncouple the mitochondria. Session two is all about the importance of electrolytes, how to test glucose and ketones, the benefits of vitamin G. Session three is with Dr. Jason Fung, all about the difference between cutting calories and intermittent fasting, how to reverse diabetes. Session four is with Dr. Baz, all about measuring glucose and the importance of A1C testing. Session five, we brought on some special guests with a powerful before and after keto transformation Ses- session 6 is with Dr. Ken Berry all about understanding cholesterol LDL how to cook meat how to retrain your doctor to be on board with keto session 7 is all about keto flexing for long term results and there's a bonus session as well so this retails for 1591 bucks to get access to the recordings for lifetime since you're a keto camp podcast listener you can get this for one payment of just $97. That's it. And you get access to everything and lifetime access with professional notes. All you need to do is go to ketochallengerecordings.com or click the link in the podcast notes to claim this now before the price goes up. That is ketochallengerecordings.com. All right, let's talk about toxins with the non-toxic dad, Warren Phillips. Warren Phillips founded Revelation Health LLC, a wellness company dedicated to answering the call of individuals searching for real solutions to their health challenges. Warren is passionate about teaching people how to live a less toxic life. Because of environmental cleanup work, he was exposed to different toxic environments, which led to his health deteriorating. Plus, his mom passed on silver or amalgam, mercury, excuse me, from her fillings to his brain when he was born. He has pursued a degree in environmental science and minored in chemistry. Here is Warren Phillips.
1: Warren Phillips, non-toxic dad. Welcome to the show, my brother. Thanks, Ben. Uh, this long time coming. Like You so and I true. have been talking about this for years. Uh, I can't wait to like talk about how we met. This is an honor and a privilege. I'm so proud of the impact that you're having. And it's kind of cool. I, I'm kind of on this journey with you now, where I haven't been in the past. I've been more of a cheerleader to to everyone else out there, and now I, I get to kind of share my story and the things that I've been through in this toxic world, if you will, and how I've not only survived but yeah,
0: yeah. And we're gonna talk all about that. And you're right. We've been wanting to do this podcast recording for years. And Roy, of course, was here. We were having dinner. He's like. Go interview non-toxic dad. I'm like, I would love to. And we finally made it happen. So thank you, Roy, for initiating that for us. Uh, Warren, you've got a really powerful story which relates to all the things you're teaching now on your social media platform. So let's go back to you being very sick and uh, what happened in your life back then.
1: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, and, and it's always good to go back and remember what it felt like, right? So I love sharing my story. You know, Dr. Pompa, who's uh, my best friend in the whole world, was part of that story who I think a lot of your, your listeners know. And we both always say that it's like, oh, I love these reminders. Sometimes I even love the symptoms or, you know, a sleepless night that you get the dial in. It's like this problem solving side, but it also keeps, keeps that humility, that pain that we push through to gain the the strength and resilience that we know that's inside of our body to help us lead us into making better decisions. So let's, let's go back. You've talked about from, cradle to like from womb to tomb, these toxin accumulation. So I started off a little rough and not don't ever want to blame my parents, but my mom had 14 amalgam fillings while she was pregnant with me. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, I know there's been other, some other podcasts on that. So I was, according to FASB study, which I'm sure you've quoted that it put a lot of mercury already in my brain and and, in my organs and tissues. So I I was a kind of a sick kid, right? Uh, Growing up allergies couldn't go outside in, in the spring and the summer, exercise induced asthma, things like that. But I, you know, I, I moved through all that and you know became a regular kid, you know, and, and did a lot of crazy things. I had a great childhood uh, growing up and then I, long story short, wanted to become do something for cleaning up the environment. I was a big outdoors guy, so I'll go to a college and get my environmental science degree. So I went there, got my environmental science degree, minored in chemistry, and then I got a geology degree because I realized you can't really do environmental science without understanding the earth and the earth environments and the chemistry of the earth. So then I go to graduate school, study that stuff, get published in that stuff, talking about heavy metals and heavy metals, how they infect the environment and get uptake by plants and animals eating it, eating it bioaccumulation and concentrations and you know, how the environment, we're just trashing it. I mean, I think everyone can agree that no matter where you stand on what side of the fence, Everyone knows we're trashing the environment and that environment is toxic. Our air, our water, PFAS through all of our water supply, the EPA side note is finally going to put some regulations on that. So then I decide to get a job, an environmental cleanup as a uh, project geologist uh, and chemist for my environmental cleanup company. Anyway, so I, I started cleaning clean up hazardous waste for a living, and I got exposed to abandoned mine cleanups, federal use defense sites. We worked with the Army Corps of Engineers, the uh, Bureau of Land Management, the Montana BLM, which is the Bureau of Land Management, uh, you name it, uh, the U.S. Army Force, uh, U.S. Force Service. So we did all these cleanups. And in that process, I was getting exposed to a lot of heavy metals. I did mercuric oxide cleanup, which they used to coat grains before all the other pesticides and chemicals they just used mercury back then ben because mercury kills everything so no fungus no molds you put it on the seed you coat it you put it in the ground if a rat eats it it dies you know so this is the stuff that's just like in the 80s and in, in late 70s like we were doing this stuff right ddt right like that got banned but it's still in our environment at high concentrations just found a huge swath of it off the coast of of, of la so glyphosate's the new one, you know, we we'll, we we'll, might touch on that. I'm, I'm seeding some of the things I really want to talk about today, but what happened to me is in that process. And I had a whiplash too, which fires the inflammation receptors in your body and in your neck. You have a lot of inflammatory, like receptors, like NMDA receptors that threw off inflammation, but between that and a mercury oxide cleanup that I was doing, it threw me into this spiral of health deterioration right? And weird symptoms, the abnormal shyness, the not sleeping at night. I even got so poisoned on one, you know, a uh, cleanup site. We were cleaning up batteries, right? And I didn't wear my mask. It was next to a hospital. It was kind of a high profile job. And I haven't had, had hallucinations one night because if you get an acute exposure, acute exposure, you literally will hallucinate. And I hallucinated this scary thing over me laying in bed. And later I put two and two together after I read the research So it was the environment that this environmental cleanup stuff that poisoned me, but my bucket was already full. My genotype is the dreaded genotype. I don't methylate well, right? Same with my mom, who had both breast and lung cancer, right? So I was born a little disadvantaged. So I'm not saying that everybody is gonna have the the, my bucket was already full, right? From my mom, and then the environmental exposures and the fact that. I was drinking Mountain Dew, wasn't eating organic. I didn't, I didn't know any of this stuff. What I didn't believe though, is that I was broken and that I couldn't be fixed. But at times, I think like Dr. Dan, I, I, he shares this. It was like, I was suicidal. I was suicidal, but like Dr. Dan, I had this faith. I had this belief um, that it was all gonna work out for good. So I stayed alive. I stayed on the journey. I got so sick, I had to sell everything that I had. In Montana, and that hundred thousand dollars I made on that real estate—that was the only money I had um, to my name. Made a hundred thousand dollars, splitting a lot, took that home back to Pennsylvania, moved into my parents' moldy basement, right at the bottom of the hill. All that water just running, all that hydraulic pressure. There's just no way you can make that home drop it below fifty percent. I so I went in, um, was living there, got more sick, more inflamed, more fibromyalgia. Uh, more sleepless nights, 210 pounds, massive weight gain, the anxiety that I experienced. The only story I can tell is I would sit outside and I'd hear the leaves, these beautiful fall trees in Pennsylvania, and I'd hear the leaves rattle or blow across the lawn, which would be a beautiful thing to hear. It would send my nervous system into disarray. It would just, it would be is you know, other people just sound sensitivity. Like, so my life was a mess. The good news is though, I mean, I wore a neck brace to bed, I would lay there, I wouldn't sleep. So I my parents forced me to go to the medical route and said, Warren, go see our medical doctor at the local Evans City, you know, this podunk town. I mean, it's a great town. I love Evans City, but it's just one one medical doctor in the whole thing. He prescribes for me pain meds and Effexor, right. I take them for a month. And the cla like this is so classic. This is what's so funny. I go back and he asked me, How do you feel? I'm like, Well, being nice, bro. I said, Cause I'm a nice guy, like five percent better. He's like, that's awesome, Warren. How long? I said, How long should I take on? Five percent better. How long should I take these medications? And it was just the effects are because I got off the pain med, it didn't do a thing for me, by the way. He said, Oh, the rest of your life. Quote, most people your age are on two to three medications. You'd only be on one. I'm like, what? I am 25 years old. I was heartbroken. So that's the impetus of like, I woke up, I'm 25 years old. I'm on a psychotropic drug that doesn't work, that constipates me, that makes me sick, that I, I feel weird, I don't feel myself. Then I went on the journey. I'm like, something is definitely wrong with me. I thought it was Lyme disease, right? And then here on the side, I'm talking to uh, my cousin, Marilyn, who's also from Pennsylvania. And she's like, Warren, you're toxic. I'm like, oh, I think I have Lyme disease or there's something going on. I'm like, what do you mean toxic? You know, I like, got uh, toxicity, right? well, there's this stuff. And I didn't believe a word they said, but I love their food. I went over there. I love their children and family. I had no family because I just moved from Montana back to here. And then they start taking care of me, start feeding me literature and studies, eventually get me to do a heavy metal test. And I took it. I'm loaded with mercury and lead. Here's the funny thing. I didn't trust the system then. I, uh, would sample heavy metals, right? I would take soil samples and water samples and send them into a lab. So there was a lab in Idaho that I used to use. I took a split t- sample of my urine because I didn't trust this doctor's data thing, this stuff that Dr. Dan, I'm like, no way, this stuff can't be real. This is BS. I took a split urine samples and sent it to the lab, same result, right? So I knew I was urinating these heavy metals through that heavy metal challenge. Fast forward, you know, once I found out that this stuff is real, I was all in, creating education, getting behind this message and this mission, and um, educating the world about living a non-toxic lifestyle.
0: Oh my gosh, what a story! Twenty-five years old, uh, and and the mentality is the three percent mentality, right? Like you didn't accept that doctor's advice that you're going to stay on this for the rest of your life, and that's. The case for a lot of conventional wisdom, you know, that you need a pill, you need a surgery, and it's something that you're going to take for the rest of your life, but you didn't accept that. And then, you, you know, Merrily, who's Dr. Pompa's wife, your cousin, they start giving you all this information, and you were very skeptical, but you still did it. And you found out, it confirmed you were loaded with heavy metals. So, how long did it take between finding out, you know, you did doctor's data, you challenged those metals out, you were loaded, and then you did real detox? How long did it take before you got your life back? Was it
1: a few weeks, a few months, or was it years? It was years, especially in those early days of protocoling. You know, I was the guinea pig, right? Um, You know, we had some data. We were doing some... There was some good things happening in the clinic. But it was like, how do we do this better and faster and turning it into protocol for, for practitioners? So, Because you didn't we have CYTO real- detox back then, right? We did not have CYTO detox yeah. back then, no. We we had uh, DMPS, DMSA, and, and Dr. Dan just went through a lot of that. So we were doing a lot of the things he was doing and then we were systematizing him, testing them on me, and just taking it a little bit better. It wasn't just me. We had lots of clients coming in um, for nutritional advice and helping them transform their lives. But it was an evolution of a lot of different... A, a lot of different trials and tribulations, a lot of supplements, looking back way too many, right? A lot of in, in injections and missing veins and just all in trips to Dr. Shoemaker, a couple of those and, you know, doing barnyard chiropractic on the side of the road and, you know, uh, just all the silliness and fun and mess of learning how to really help sick people get well, right? Right. I'm in the education and, you know, I, I guess lifestyle now, but the beautiful thing is, and, and what you were a part of with um, HCF was uh, getting a, a tribe, a group of practitioners that really want to um, give real answers. And those same real answers that were birthed from that, that the pain of Dr. Pompa's life, the pain that were in my life, and then all the other clients that were attracted to the hope that we were providing created this massive movement now that you're a big part of, and there's so many lives being transformed that I'm honored and privileged to have been part of that foundation, um, and just seeing the great things that you're doing, um, now. And, uh, so yeah, it took, it took years. It took really about three to five years of really hard work. Right. And then my dreams came back. So here's the hope message. I didn't, I, I was, I was stinky. I was massively chemically sensitive like you name it, I I had it, right? And there was no way I was going to have my dream, which was marriage and a children. What do we talk about in the beginning of this? What did I tell you, man? You got to have children, right?
0: You it's did, yeah. Best, Before we yeah, hit record, best yeah. Best thing
1: on the planet. It just, it's so fun. It's better than anything I've ever done. Any trip, any achievement, any All-American athlete, like all the things that I've achieved, nothing has been better than that. And that dream that's been in my heart forever was taken away from me. Who's going to marry me? I was so sick, I couldn't work. You know, it was a mess. And it was lucky that I was working, you know, Dr. Pompa took me on inside of his clinic at the time and I just started doing this stuff. And then it turned into a business and all these other things. But it was, the dreams have been, you know, the the things that I lost have been given back tenfold for sure. You know, with my family, I have three little girls. I'm 48 and I, I have a 16 month old, right? I mean, that's how much I love So the the restoration of your burnt down home, if you will, and then having it, seeing it rebuilt in the full circle of meeting you at HCF seminars and and speaking into your life. And now I get the honor and privilege to be on your podcast with your tribe. This couldn't be better.
0: (laughs) I love it. I want to share that story too. Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself, This is the best thing I've ever tasted. If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised to make you think they're high quality, often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, but could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part, this may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? Head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. I want to just close the loop on a couple things, because in the beginning, you mentioned that your mom was loaded with silver fillings, 14, I think you said, when she gave birth to you. And we have spoken about this before, but 50 to 55% of every silver amalgam filling contains mercury, and that vaporizes, crosses the blood-brain barrier, and goes into the brain, And even though Warren never had silver fillings in his mouth- Oh, I did. I had two. Oh, you did. Okay. So Warren also had two silver fillings in his mouth, but also that was passed on through mom. And um, I believe it's the Drash study, right? That shows that, right? That shows the amount of mercury in mom's mouth is proportional to the amount of mercury in the baby's brain when mom gives birth. It's passed down. So you took all that from your mom. So for those wondering what you meant, that's what Warren meant. If you have silver fillings, though, we talk about this, don't just go to a regular dentist, please um, find a biological holistic dentist and get them out safely, step one, and then find a, the right practitioner to detox it the right way. Anything you want to add to that right there?
1: No, I mean, it, it's a big deal. So what what you say is so true if you know, I would just get them out like my dad did or you know, mom, and then they and there's so many stories of people getting sick, so it's better to keep them in. And, and save up and find a biological dentist. And then when someone is a biological dentist that does always do your due diligence, when it comes to your health, how many years have you been doing this? You know, did you just start doing this? Can you show me your, you know, exactly your protocol of how you're doing this? Because just like anything else, some people love, they'll go get the biological dentist badge of approval, but they're really not a true believer in biological dentistry. And so, you just because someone has a label of being a health influencer, just because they have a label of being a biological dentist, you still need to do your homework. Take your time. You know, it's a process of learning, and you'll find the right person because it's a really, really important uh, step in your health is getting them out.
0: It is, and I agree with you. I'd rather they they keep it keep the fillings in your mouth versus getting it removed from a regular dentist to save up and find that right biological dentist. So the questions you want to ask them is what Warren said. You know, how long have you been doing this? What's your process like? You want them to explain
1: it to you like it's a hazmat scene. They're covering you up. If they're not protecting themselves, run away. That would be like one of the big ones because they're not serious enough to protect themselves. And they're the ones that have the greatest exposure level, right? So they truly don't understand the effects of this stuff. So therefore they're not gonna take it as seriously for you. So they need to take it seriously for themselves. And one thing that got me mad about all of this, right? Just to to plant the seed. So, you know, if I was watching this, I'd be like, oh, Warren was cleaning up hazardous waste. His mom had, you know, 14 amalgam fillings. He has the, these weak genetics. You know, that's not me. I'm robust. My mom had no amalgam filling. She lived 120, right? But the reality is the amount of exposure that I got on the job is far less than we're getting in our homes, that we're getting in our water, that we're getting in these medications and all these other things that are polluting us. This is why I got so upset is when I looked at the science, I'm like, oh my goodness, I was safer on a mine site not wearing a mask than the people, the food that we're eating today, right? There's no regulation for organic food not to have heavy metals in it. It's a rabbit hole, man. You know, it is a real rabbit hole. Like, if I design a, a product or a supplement, and it's because of what's happened to me and the experience I've had seeing thousands and thousands of, of clients get their life transformed through HCF and practitioners, I literally design, a, if I design a supplement, I go in and I look how much they, they can pull the results, how much heavy metals are in there, right? And if it has too much, find another source, even organic, right? I've pulled organic numbers and, and test results and but if you add up all of these toxins, you're taking a supplement and it's loaded with heavy metals. And the supplement, the person designing it never thought about it. Oh, it passed the FDA of eight ppm lead. We're good. Well, you're failing Prop 65, then there's all those other issues too. But when I design something, I design it to the non-toxic project, you know, standard, which is a, a whole nother uh, you know, life mission for me is to help clean up the supply chain of supplements and foods. That's my big my big mission, Ben, in the end of all this, is really have an impact and affect it all the way up to the supply chain, so that the products and stuff coming in, how it's growing, people are being really conscientious about the amount of heavy metals that are being delivered through that stuff. So I'll design a product based on a lot of it on the based on the amount of heavy metals. I'm not going to stick a great herb somewhere and it's great, but it's loaded with heavy metals. What good is that? You know, the neurological effects from the lead are going to be far greater than the benefit from the herb right? And our body can handle some, but we're adding that level with this level and, you know, it just, it gets out of hand. So I'm doing my best to bring really great solutions when I can.
0: I love that. Yeah, and I know that I've I've been using, you know, Revelation Health as my, my supplement store for many, many years and everything on there. Of course, Warren Vets, I vet, and it's a one-stop shop to find supplements that don't have heavy metals that are 100% clean. So, for my audience, I always send them to, it's Supplements.com. It goes to my Revelation Health website. So everybody could check that out. Um, we'll put a link for it down below. But something with your story as well, Warren, is that it was years. And that's the truth that people don't want to hear. It's not a few weeks to get your life back. It's not a few months. It's it's a few years to really get your life back. But you were in such bad shape. took you three to five years but that doesn't mean you weren't improving, after, you know, month after month. Like you were getting better, but it wasn't until that three to five year mark where you actually felt like I'm at a optimal health. Is that right?
1: That is true, right? So one of the the neat things, though, is when I started heavy metal chelating, and 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 Dr. Dan even said this. It's like you you may experience like a, a an epiphany where like I have light on me right now. It's like you turn on the light and it gets bright again. You're like, whoa, this is what it's like to think. This is what it's like to have emotion and happiness again, right? This is what it's like to sleep at night when I had those moments. And it would always happen when I was detoxing, right? I would do DMSA or DMPS round and it would, I'd feel amazing for like, maybe like eight hours. And then that eight hours turned into days and that days turned into weeks and that weeks turned into years. And now I don't have to do rounds of heavy, you know, physician, you know, supported DMSA and DMPS. I can do cytodetox on a daily basis and keep me off of that stuff. I usually still do a round or two every other year, but that's when I, when I noticed the dimming. When I noticed, like my wife says, it's like a spinning on a bad thought or something. I'm like, mm, you know, I, I ate too much tuna, right? Even though I avoid tuna, but you know what I mean? So just something that you can relate to. It's it, it just that those feelings can still come back and I can remember how I felt back then, but it, it took a really long time. It's a
0: very important lesson there. Uh, so the story of how me and Warren met, actually it was five years ago to this month. It was April of 2018 in Boca Raton, Florida. I had been watching some of Dr. Pompa's, uh, uh, what is it called? Cellular Healing TV podcast on his YouTube channel and following his work. And then I saw that he was speaking in Boca. I'm in Miami. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to just drive up. And at this time, I owned a CrossFit gym at that time. I had eight silver fillings in my mouth, not knowing the problem with that. I was living in a moldy home, not even aware of that. So I I get to the conference, right? And I see Dr. Pompa speak. And you know, his first hour or so session, just it's like he took the head off of my body and kind of like shook it around, then put it back. And everything that I thought to be true was the complete opposite. And I stayed for the whole weekend, and I saw you speak, Warren. And you were very inspirational. Uh, you gave the story about like the the arrow that you just you know take a step back to go forward, and the pressure that is built up for you to launch. Right? You were talking about the arrow, and I met David Asarno, et cetera. And this is Health Centers of the Future, which you used to be a part of that organization, and I fell in love with it. Right? And we spoke that weekend, and you you spoke a lot of like words of wisdom to me. And I think you had been follow- we were Facebook friends prior to that, and you had saw my videos, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, and you had mentioned like you you enjoyed my videos. and Well,
1: what I really saw bro, is I saw your heart. Ah. Like I never seen a a better heart in a human on the planet. So I knew you were destined to help people because your heart was so big and not everyone has a heart that that feels and can feel other people and know where they're hurting and that compassion that you had. And if you can direct that compassion with good systems and, and opportunities and podcasts and start communicating that to the world, you're just going to attract the tribe because you're real. So you have power, not because of how smart you are or how good you are on camera. As a matter of fact, those are all skills that you acquired. You were, right. you, were, you were good, you were natural, but you became great through repetition and trial and tribulation and you became better. I always tell my kids the same thing. It's like, look, when you first started doing silks, I have do aerial silks with my daughter. We go every Tuesday. When she first started, she was horrible at it. And she's now amazing at it. So when they're not doing good at math, I'm like, did you do aerial silks well at first? And she's like, no. And I'm like, same thing, girl. Get that math going. This is why, blah, blah, blah. And we homeschool and have a school in the basement and all that stuff. But when it comes back to you, it doesn't matter, or to you watching this, it doesn't matter how good you may be at something right now or even in your health. If you have a heart and your heart's right, you wanna get healthy for your family, you wanna get healthy for your your relationships, your grandchildren, whatever that is, if you have a good heart, God and the universe is going to do give you all the resources in the world to achieve your mission and goal in life. And that's what happened to you. When I saw you, I saw a heart. Now I see the mission and I see the impact and it just lights me up and it brings like almost tears. I get willies and tears in my eyes to see... The impact that you're having, and I had a little moment of inspiration for you that impacted you. and so it's just an honor, bro,
0: yeah, thank you, Warren. You did. I remember when i so i didn't I didn't join in Boca. I joined in las Vegas, the one the one right after in November. and I remember when i when I joined, I walked up to you and told you I joined, and you actually did cry. You gave me a big hug and you were so excited. I was so excited. My life changed that year, you know, that was the same year that keto camp started too because, I rebranded into Keto Camp that same year. I sold my CrossFit gym and I went all in with you know the message that Dr. Pompa teaches and with Keto Camp and my life has has changed forever because of that. You were a big reason for that. So I, want, I thought it was cool to share that for the audience to kind of
1: yeah they don't know see the how we connect yeah on all yeah. these things. I mean it's it's a beautiful tapestry of love and purpose and mutual mutual respect. This is fun. It is fun. It's so much fun and you now
0: have a new brand. And it's, it's, it's new in the sense that most people are, are discovering it this year and last year. But it was an idea that you mentioned to me before we hit record that you had five years ago, which is the non-toxic dad. So how did, how did that conversation come about with your wife?
1: No, we're just looking like you look at your life and then you start fast forwarding. And it's like, how can I have... like What's my life all about? right? What's easy for me? What, where's my congruency? So, a lot of the, you know, through all of this, through the whole journey, through um, a lot of the things that Dr. Dan and I did in the past, and then the impact I've had in my friends and family, this whole thing of worn approved kept coming up and people making fun of me and and making light of it, but also interested in what I was doing because I was so anal, right? So particular about everything that I did in my health and my children and all those things. And people bought me stampers and stickers and would, put things in my cupboards. And is this warrant approved? And is that (laughs) one approved? And so eventually I'm like, huh, you know, essentially, you know, that you have an impact when people are following what you're doing. Right. And I'd shoot a video or two on YouTube and they get a lot of views. And I would just like, I'm just talking about toxic pans or a blender or something. Right. And I'm like, wow, you know, there's maybe there's some leverage here. Maybe there's a way to reach more people. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And so we came up, but out of that, we're like, okay, if I was going to do this in a bigger way, what would the brand be? You know, what what would it be? And so my wife came up with the concept, non-toxic dad. I'm like, that'll be cool. We'll put that on the shelf. Maybe we'll get to do that someday. And then I, I don't like social media, right? So I had this this block, right? Like we all have, I don't like diets. I don't like fill in the blank. So I had this block. I don't like social media. My kids don't do social media. Like I don't do social media very often. And, and when I did do it, I felt like it was stealing away from the things that mattered in my life, right? And so I actually turned off of social media back in 2018 and wasn't on it at all. And I rarely posted anyway. Then all this stuff happened, COVID happened, social media blew up, the metaverse, you know, digital currency, now we have AI, like all this stuff started happening. So even though I had a platform, I really wasn't posting anything. And then the team said, well, no, actually, what happened was I had this thing in my heart going, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, you know, that sort of thing. It's funny. I could coach you and say, dude, you got to go, right? You got to go. You got to get practice on camera. You have a missing and a message. And the opposite was happening to me. I was like, nah, you know, I, I you know, this, I, I can't do that. That's not me. I'm not congruent with, with social media. That's not my thing. And I just kept having all this hiccup. And it took me literally two years of going to, people and ask him. you know, should I do it? Like maybe, you know, and eventually someone sat me down one. What if you tried?" this was like probably nine months ago. If you tried and you fail, then you know, but if you never try, you'll never know if this is what you're supposed to do. So I started shooting a few videos. And then one day I went to the grocery store down in Whole Foods. Right. And just before that, Pedram Shojai, Dr. Jed Pedram Shojai is a good friend of mine, the urban monk. So yeah, I have his book right behind me. <laughs> yeah, so he, he sent me this video. We're, we're good friends, friends of my family's up in Park City. And he sent me this thing on chocolate and the amount of heavy, heavy metals. I'm like, this makes me mad. I'm shooting a video, like off the cuff with my daughters right before Christmas, I shoot it and it gets over 1.2, 1.9 million, depending on the platform. I'm like, holy cow. Like, I just got to educate 1.9 people about thinking about their chocolate, holding companies accountable to where they're getting their cocoa, because it depends on which region it's grown. If it's grown in a region that has heavy metals, that that plant's gonna suck it up, right? It's gonna hold my whole mission, the the supply chain accountable to how they're growing, I mean, how they're processing this stuff as well, because you can get lead through the processing of lead. And I'm like, then the ball went off. And I'm like, that that was just a fluke, right? It was just a fluke, but let's try it again. Then I did a tea video, 3 million views with microplastics, right? And all the, you know, the naysayers and you're nuts, Warren. I'm like, you're right, I am nuts. And this got more traction. I started doing it more and more. And then I had a video get 8.9 million views. And then I'm like, maybe maybe I should be doing- Which one was this. that, the 8 point? That was the, the Himalayan salt video. Oh yeah, I saw that one. So, but- you learn in all this process. There's no perfection in in what we do or in the things that we say. But that video went crazy, right? And then I've had a, a few others, right? And then I had the stove video that I completely, completely thought I was doing such the world such a beautiful service to remind them that you need to turn on your fan and you need to open your window and, and create the create the storyline so that they they get. Ex- that you got to know that this stuff is toxic, right? You you gotta know that it's bad, so you remember to turn on that fan and it has to exhaust out, crack a window, turn on a, a, you know, whatever, like, this is great. I'm gonna transform some lives. And then everybody got really mad because I pushed a political button that I didn't know. I'm non-toxic dad, I'm canceling toxins, I'm not canceling politics, I'm not into any of those other things. I support people's views, go for it, right? And I got in all kinds of trouble from my following. They're like yelling at me and didn't watch my video. Didn't, you know, they thought that I wanted to get rid of their gas dose. So this, is a, this was like the seatbelt of 1984, like when they were trying to get rid of, yes. uh, yeah. like a similar like visceral re- political reaction. So, but the whole thing is, is we all learn. And I reacted back in love, right? I had another um, influencer just come to me and say, Warren, I know your heart. I know what you stand for. How do you react so kindly? here's what i said to her i'm like look their perspective is their perspective right they didn't watch the whole thing of the video but they're so hurting inside and they have so much anger about what's going on from their perspective that this is how they're reacting they they look at the headline which is the hook right and they look at the headline of this exciting video i have to do that to engage the audience right so you do that to engage them and then they don't watch the rest because i hit an emotional trigger and I take it on myself to be like, hmm, I need to be more intentional about understanding what I'm doing in my headlines and things that I'm saying so that I can avoid that visceral reaction, right? Because that's not our job as educators, right? Our job is to reach as many people as as possible so they can choose to avoid toxins or not, right? They can choose to turn on their switch or their fan or not, but if they can't even watch the video, because of a political button that i accidentally pushed then that's on me it's not on them it's my fault so i respond with kindness and truth and research and i leave the rest you know to leave it up to learning and to growing so it really hurt for like several hours i'm like i'm so sorry and you can't defend yourself because they don't even watch the video so
0: of course exactly no but that's the way to do it you know respond with love Dr. Wayne Dyer said, how people treat you is their karma. How you respond is yours, right? So I love that you respond with love. If you watch any of my videos on social media, you always see me with glasses on. And I always get the question, hey, why are you wearing those glasses? These are called blue light blocking glasses. And I wear them to protect my brain and my focus. You see, we are bombarded with stimulation, especially with junk light from your computer screen, your phone, fluorescent lights, And the brain has to filter that out. These glasses, what they do is they filter out those lights for you so your brain does not have to do the work. I equate this to having a web browser open with 100 tabs. If you had 100 tabs open on your computer, that computer is going to run slow. But if you were able to eliminate 99 of those 100 tabs and now you just have one tab open, that computer will function better. This is the same thing with your brain. So there's different types of blue light blocking glasses. There are computer glasses that you would wear during the day when working with screens and under artificial light. There are light sensitivity glasses that you would also wear during the day with screens and artificial light. And then you have the blue light blocking glasses, which I wear at night, two to three hours before I go to bed, which promotes hormone health, helps your body produce melatonin, and aids in better sleep. My go-to is from Bond Charge. They have the signs to back it up. They look super cool. The glasses come in non-prescription, prescription and reading options. Glasses for every need. Bond Charge also has other amazing products such as low blue light bulbs, red light therapy devices, EMF slash 5G protection, and 100% blackout sleep masks that I take with me when I travel all the time. The greatest thing about them, all backed up by science. They gave... Keto Camp podcast listeners, a 15% off coupon code. All you need to do is head over to bondcharge.com slash KetoCamp and use the coupon code KetoCamp at checkout. No space in between to get 15% off your entire order. We'll drop that link down below along with the coupon code. Go check them out and let's get back to this episode. Let's unpack a few of those viral videos and you know, I think it's worthwhile to talk about each of them and you know what you shared. So let's start with the one that started it off, which is the dark chocolate or the chocolates. And you mentioned that Cocoa, depending on where that's sourced, it will have more metals than others. So, what are the good brands and what are the worst brands out there?
1: In general, right? The the videos from the Consumer Reports, you can go and find that list. Right? I don't have it memorized, so. You can go through consumer reports um, on that or go to my video. There, there may be a blog attached to it as well, right? So you can go in and figure that stuff out. But when I dug into the research, there was is two main reasons that this happens. And the, the important point here is this happens in everything, right? So you can have an organic garden, right? Or an organic tomato farm, right? Where you're getting your tomato farms, but the wastewater treatment plant is right up the river. And that has all the pharmaceuticals, all the forever chemicals, PFASs, potentially some of the heavy metals get pulled out through that, but there could be naturally occurring heavy metals um, like we have here in Utah a lot because of the mining. That gets sprayed and irrigated, and now those plants are just picking up all those pesticides, the glyphosates, the drugs. Some of those drugs can be bioaccumulated, and now you're eating a juicy organic tomato that has chemicals in it, right? I might just have a little bit of chemicals. It's just a diluted thing, but you're you're adding to that toxic load. Like why should your food be poison, right? My my big saying is if you can avoid toxins, you do, right? It's that simple. You don't have to complicate your life. You and I both know a little bit of toxins causes hormesis. It strengthens you. Our bodies are robust. They can handle it. Unless you're really sick, you'd have to lower that bucket, lower that load so that all your organs and hormones and everything are firing as, they, as they're intended, your cellular health, your cellular energy. A lot of the things that you and Dr. Pompa teach, so all that's so important. But you got to know where this stuff's coming from, right? And I go back to the example with the supplements. I can get a turmeric from one spot, and it's organic turmeric. It has more heavy metals in it than a conventional turmeric out of India, right? And so, and it's just as good, but the organic one that's certified has way more lead. Isn't that funny? And that same thing that happens with this organic chocolate is that the organic chocolate you think it's organic, you think. Organic doesn't mean they're testing for heavy metals. There's no regulation on that. And that's the scary thing. Will there be someday? I sure hope so. But until then, it's up to the consumers to ask these questions. What is your heavy metal profile? So you're getting a salt. Call the company. They run, salt's like a supplement, so they have to run that that analysis, right? Chocolate, I don't think they do. But on salt, they have to run that analysis. They don't have to run microplastics unfortunately hopefully but for do. metals they run that analysis they, they run that analysis yeah. yeah I know Redmonds does red Redmonds is right by you they, they make a high quality salt they make a good salt it has a little bit of lead in it right it's naturally occurring it's not the worst out there um, it's not my favorite would I use it yes in small amounts yes but I'm not going to like that's not going to be my everyday salt who's your favorite there's a lot of good ones out there the one I use is through fen. it's a- Ava Jane's right Ava Jane's kitchen it's a it's called columna, columna sea salt. It doesn't get exposed to anything because it's, it gets filtered, it's um, next to the ocean. And it's just like this, I wouldn't call it a swamp, but a, a wet area, cause it's, I, columna is, it might be in a, in more of a tropic, uh, like near Putamita, Puerto Vallarta, um, near that area. It comes up and it wells up and then they harvest it from there. And then it's only there for a few months and then it, it drops back down the groundwater drops and they no longer get the salt. So there's no microplastics and the heavy metal profile is very, very, very clean. I eat an, I have another salt that I like, Celtic sea salt, the, the fine grain one. It has a little bit of heavy metals in it, probably akin to Redmond's, maybe probably a little, actually a little less than Redmond's, um, if I'm being honest. But And I use that too, because I really like it. But I use that more sparingly than I do um, the Ava Jane. Okay. The Columnus sea salt.
0: I mean, let's face it; we can't get away from these heavy metals. That's why it's so no, it's so, it's so it important really to keep detox in the right way, keep those pathways open. What about there was Kerry Gold controversy
1: with Kerry Gold butter, right? So what's the what's the update on that? This is classic, right? Let's let's peel this back, no pun intended, like a label, but let's let's peel this back and, and let's let's see how this happens. And, and this worked out for good. But what happens is a legal company found out that they were using a PFA. PFOS wrapper, P-F-A-O-S wrapper, right? And that wrapper, which is like a Teflon pan, right? It keeps the moisture in, locks it in, and keeps it from uh, leaking out through. That's like a foil, right? They put it in all kinds of stuff. They put it on hamburger wrappers and, and things like that at Wendy's, right? So um, I am not know if Wendy's does it or not. So someone discovered that they were doing that on some of their wrappers, on a certain, certain brand, wherever their manufacturer was, you don't, I don't know if the manufacturer screwed up and put the PFAOS wrapper on there or not. But this legal company finds out about it and they're like, ding, 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 we're gonna make some money. So this is how this works. So this is good and bad. It's bad that the legal company found this out. They file what's called a class action lawsuit right against them saying you didn't disclaim that there was this essentially Teflon coating on your label. And you, based on... Labeling laws or whatever legal matter, they settled out of court, right? Of course, and the settling out of court is you're buying off the legal firm to cancel the class action lawsuit. So it's probably like a thirty million dollar lawsuit. They probably settled for five hundred thousand dollars, something like that. But the good news about Kerrygold, gold, which I, I give them a high five for, they pulled, and that's the right thing to do, right? They pulled all their carry gold from the WalMarts and the other places they were at. There's a whole list there as well. And they put on the non-PFAOS wrapper. So but it's funny, like no one knows. It's like, oh, Kerry Gold got canceled. They're horrible, right? I don't think they're a bad company. They just got caught. And uh, a legal team made some money off of them. And that happens over and over and over again. I have friends all the time getting class action lawsuits. I had a friend the other day, you say that your toothpaste is fluoride free, right? He has clay in his toothpaste. Fluoride naturally binds to the surface of clay. I'm a low temperature aqueous geochemist. It'll bind to it. They do an analysis, they find a little bit of naturally occurring fluoride. $100,000 in legal fees, $200,000, $250,000 payoff to the class action lawsuit later, you know, um, and he, ha- he has to take that off of his, his box. It is so tiny and minute, it's not even gonna affect them. It's Here's the bad side of Prop 65. I buy a hook, right? to put on my wall that has nickel in it. It has a Prop 65 label. I'm never going to grind that up and get nickel poisoning, am I? But it has the Prop 65 label. Now does Prop 65 show up and have some benefits? It absolutely does. And then it creates silliness, right? This whole heavy metals and toxicity thing, it becomes really interesting and how it plays out in the real world. Yeah, there's so many moving parts to it. If you don't understand
0: it, like you just fall for the headlines. What about... um Pots and pans. What are the best ones out there? What are the best companies? What do you use for your your cooking supplies?
1: Well, I use a lot of cast iron, right? And that will give you a little iron. So I I switch that up and I switch it with 18 zero um, stainless steel pans, 18 chromium, zero nickel. I use 18 zero. It's not the most pretty nor the most expensive, which is nice. Silverware, things like that. Um, I like to use, I, I have a ceramic, I can't think of the name. Extrema? Extrema. Um, I do have their pan, and I use that for like sautéing vegetables and stuff at times. Um, it does hold heat; it is a great pan, but it's very—it's sticky, right? And you have to use it for the right things. I like seasoning um, a really good ca- cast iron skillet, or there's there's some these little ones in, from France that are cast iron that are great for eggs. So we switch between stainless steel, Extrema, the the ceramic, which is 100% non toxic, and then um, cast iron. Have you looked into green
0: pan? What are your thoughts on them?
1: Oh yeah I so let me take that back. I do have ceramic pans as well. from Green Pan I don't use green pan. I use another company. Oh my goodness um, names of companies aren't the are, is not my strong suit. It's all good. I do know the name it'll come to me if I, I'll just throw it out there later but it's a, a higher quality um, ceramic pan and the only it and it's fine as long as you keep the temperature low, going to be very careful you're not scratching it as well because there's probably some bound heavy metals found like nickel in a, a hook, right? Um, in, in the pan below, is it gonna be major? No, but they're good, right? But you have to use them at low temperatures. If you put them up too high, I, I don't, the science doesn't really show that they're like 100% safe. But if you keep it at medium, it, you're just fine. Like, and I use them um, more often than, than I, Anyway, so we just got those not too long ago. So we do use those and I, I do approve them for sure. I've
0: used those ceramic pans in the past. I made the mistake of using high temperature, and the mistake was that it actually broke it. It broke the pan in half, like the ceramic pan, the extrema one actually cracked in half. So yeah, you don't want to use those at high temperatures. Uh, lesson learned there. Warren, what about the stove one? You know, you mentioned the stove video and the reason why you got so much backlash is because people thought you were saying to get rid of gas stoves and you're not. You were making the point that if there's no filter available when you use a gas stove, it could create problems. So you mentioned asthma. There was a study in there. Talk a little bit more about the problem when you use gas stoves and there's no filter. We're not saying to get rid of gas stoves. We're just saying when there's no filter, no vent, that could be problematic.
1: Well, the reason I shot this video is because I came. I had a friend come in and, and test in my home and we didn't turn the vent that goes outside, right? And we kicked it on. Um, and I also noticed it a lot. I have a particle meter in my home. Of course, I have all this stuff. I mean, if you look back here, I have EMF meters, um, electromagnetic field meters, grounding meters. like I, I play with this stuff constantly, and i'll I'll share some of those videos. There's improper grounding going on. There's all kinds of stuff that's happening. So I just dig into this stuff, and I usually we do it because you see an influencer and you're like, I'm gonna start grounding. But if you ground, when you're inside bad electrical hygiene, like if I grounded right here, right now, I'm attracting electric fields um, into my body that I can't, even though I'm grounded in my house because of a concrete floor, it's bad. So that's that's a whole nother topic. So let's get back to the gas stoves. I love doing these empty loops so you can tell how my brain goes all over the place. So I hope everyone's entertained by, be happy you don't live in this. That's all I have to say. <laughs> this, this constant uh, looping of ideas and thoughts and, but let's get back to the stove. The stove is, is really interesting. I saw the particle count go way up. My carbon dioxide went way up and nitric oxide went way up as well and, because it wasn't vented. So the particles, which are these, they call them um, PM, they particulate matter. It's PMs. I think it's PM is what it stands for, particulate matter. And those little particles are very irritating to the lung lining and to the lungs, especially in children. So they did a study and it's not, and again, it's not exact. They predicted that 13, on average, 13% of childhood asthma is linked to this. Now, a lot of people, I even said in the video, I'm like, this is heavily debated, but one thing's for sure, when you turn on, you know, and it goes, you know, you're filling particles and nitric oxide into your home. How do you get rid of that? You have to turn on a fan that vents the outside. If you had a brand new, maybe carbon, up there, it would do a little bit of work. It's not going to get the particles as much because those particles are very tiny. It's like PM 2.5 or less. So they're pretty tiny microparticles. So it's, if you don't, ha- and this is my whole point, if you don't have something that vents outside or you can't change your fume hood to vent outside, then you may want to choose electric, in my opinion. If I couldn't vent, I would based on the data that I saw and based on the research. And then I made another mistake, Ben. I said the California study. And then, so all the people who hate California and everything about California, and they actually do some good things. Like California does some, I think, dumb things, but I think they do some good things as well. Like, let's, let's look at the world, you know, what people do good, right? Example, I'm gonna come back to the stove. We've been in a massive, massive drought, right? Here in Utah, and California. Now we got all this snow. I heard. No one is saying, thank God. God for the snow And that the media is not saying man this is great news there's like ah they say well it's not enough not enough snow so it sucks and now you're going to get flooding world's coming to an end i'm like can't we just be thankful that we got some snow can't we be just be thankful right that california study m- may have been right and showed that most uh well most mass gas stoves leak this is another big one they don't leak a lot if they leak bad The the propane and natural gas coming in is not 100% clean, right? It's not being cleaned up. It contains BTECs, benzene, toluene, ethylbenzene, and xylene, right? This is what I used to measure all the time. It contains BTECs. The study found that the level of benzene in most of these stoves that are just leaking very tinily, like all stoves leak, is about the levels of irritation of secondhand smoke, levels of benzene. If your stove is leaking, and a lot of them do, one in 20 stoves, actually you're leaking and making you sick in your home and you don't know it. So levels about seven times the EPA levels that are required for, that you're able to breathe. Seven times. It's kind of like having mercury amalgam fillings and drinking hot coffee. It's like 10 times the air quality of EPA for mercury vapor, but let's not go there. That's safe. So that's the whole thing. It's like, this is bad. Like if your stove is leaking, right? And on top of that, you're cooking and not venting you really ma- it's a big source of toxicity. It's, don't get mad about it, just clean it up. Crack a window, crack your window every day, knowing that you love your stove, right? That I'm just gonna crack a window every day and make sure my humidity is below 50% so I don't grow mold, but crack that window. You're not, you're in Florida, you can't, you can't do it too much, but you gotta crack that window. The solution to pollution, in this case, don't yell at me, crowd listening, is dilution. Dilute it down. I measured in my first little tiny home when I was sick. I took what little money I had left. I bought this little tiny condo. I went in there and I couldn't sleep. I was so sick. The VOC levels, I didn't even know I was VOC sensitive at the time. So then I went, stayed with Dr. Pompa, trying to figure out why I couldn't sleep. And he puts me in his basement basement with brand new carpet. Couldn't sleep there either. And I was all sick. And then that put us off in the VOC land of how VOCs are toxic. And I knew this stuff. I measured this stuff. I used little meters and did this stuff like industrial hygiene type work, but I didn't realize the effect it was having on my hormones and my body and how it was affecting everyone else. So this is how we went into the non-toxic stuff. And Dan and I went off on all that. So I ripped out all my carpet. He ripped out all of his carpet too. He ripped it all out. He ripped it all out. We got to get it out. I don't care what it costs. We got to get it done. And he got it done. He's congruent. Um, And I did the same thing, but I couldn't afford a floor. So I lived on gypcrete, like this little concrete stuff. I couldn't afford a couch, you know, I mean, and I sit on these little chairs in a the fold up tray, like kind of like your story, man. Like we just started with, we didn't have a lot. Right. And, but we, we were sick, but we invested into food and our health. And if I couldn't afford it, I just ripped it out and did it. But the thing is I tested that home and it was like extreme levels of VOC. This is like a, there was formaldehyde in the insulation and the junky formaldehyde press board. It was a mess. But guess what I found out when I measured? As soon as I cracked that window, the levels went from like this like to to next to nothing. So how inexpensive it can be to save your life. So opening that window, there's a study. I want to pull the actual study. I read it in the past, but your longevity increases when you sleep with a cracked window. It was this little one-off study that they did. And my book is... That's why. Or the positive electrons you get from the outside from the trees, like there's lots of good things.
0: Yeah, Zach Bush talks a lot about the benefits of doing that for the gut microbiome, right? So that makes a lot of sense to me. So you have a great Instagram. So everybody go follow Warren on his Instagram account, which is at non-toxic dad underscore. You have to put the underscore there, Warren.
1: Well, it should be gone. That's just like a transfer. But yeah, for right now, and for probably people watching this, by the time they watch this. It'll, that'll probably be gone. Okay.
0: Either way, we'll put a link for it down below. Where else can they check you out? YouTube as well.
1: Yeah, YouTube, the same platform as you. Um, um why am I saying Snapchat? Ugh, TikTok.
0: So, <laughs> <me> and name. <laughs> Snapchat I, was the old yeah. way. So TikTok. So if it's
1: still around, right? You know. So.
0: It is. Yeah. We'll we'll put your
1: TikTok and your YouTube down below. Um. Then, uh, in 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 the next probably couple months, there'll be nontoxicdad.com, which I bought. You know, my wife gave me that name five years ago, so I do I do have that.
0: I love it. So stay tuned for that. I have one final question, Warren. My favorite vitamin in the world is this vitamin right here, vitamin G, gratitude. So, my question to you, and you've already expressed it, but what are you grateful for
1: today? You know, I'm I'm grateful for this conversation, of course, just to see, like in my heart, to to see like where we had that conversation and I saw you. You know what I mean? I saw you, I saw your greatness. And how you res- and you had that heart that leaned into it. You believed me, right? You were open. You're like this guy is giving me good information, and your gratitude. You've always been this way. Like this, this vitamin G came way before toxicity for you. So it's so neat. And I, I have to say, I'm thankful for you. I'm my, I have gratitude towards you because that light that you showed me back then was the thing that I now think is the most important thing in the world right? It's not about canceling toxins, right? It's not about keto diet. It's not about detoxification and all the things that we talk about. The most powerful thing in this universe is our hearts, how we connect with other amazing humans and how there's beauty in all of us and being thankful for each and every human on this planet. And you, my friend had that way before that is new, like that deep not just in my head, but that deep understanding in my heart to truly have impact in this world. You got to have gratitude and you got to love people and you got to love them where they're at.
0: Mm. So, so beautiful. So well said. A hundred percent. You know, it's like that's that's the greatest biohack right there. Everybody's looking for the best health biohack. It's gratitude. It's like, you know, being aware and being present and s- sending love to people. That's where it starts, Warren. That's healing it's healing it's immediately you're putting yourself in this anti-inflammatory state when you are in gratitude I'm also grateful for you Warren I love I love what you're doing with non-toxic dad but even before that like our friendship your mentorship what you've done with Revelation Health making supplements very easy for me to get to my audience and my community so I love and appreciate you I can't wait to do this again we'll do it in person next time and uh, you know keep shining bright and canceling those toxins man we need you thank you for coming on the show Warren
1: I uh, appreciate you and appreciate everyone, everyone watching
0: today. I hope you enjoyed that fun conversation with Warren Phillips, the non-toxic dad. Go follow him on Instagram at non-toxic dad underscore. We'll put a link down below for his Instagram handle. It's got some fun videos on there. We have all the supplements on our affiliate page with Revelation Health. Every product, every supplement on here has been vetted by me and Warren. They're clean. There's deodorants. There's supplements. There's shakes. So if you go to Supplements.com, you can check that out. Go check out Warren as well. We'll put links for all of his social media down below in the podcast notes. Consider sharing this with a friend, somebody you know, and posting it on social media, leaving the show at rating and review. If you want lifetime access to the Keto Challenge Recordings with me, Dr. Fung, Dr. Barry, Dr. Boz, and others at a discounted price, go to ketochallengerecordings.com. We'll drop that link down below. You can watch today's interview and all interviews video format on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Camp. Thank you, Keto Camper, for listening to the entire episode. I'll see you on the next one.